Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Hello and welcome back to Travel Market Life. In today's episode, we're going to be talking hotel marketing as part of our mini-series. And this conversation is looking at how hotels can optimize direct bookings. We'll be speaking to David Ohanjanian, the founder of Up Hotel Agency. In our conversation today, we'll be looking at changes in approach to direct bookings, key to direct booking and marketing for the guest journey, and the evolving roles of agencies and consultants. Travel Market Life. Travel Market Life is backed by Haynes Marcoms, a B2B marketing communications PR consultancy specializing in the technologies, travel, hospitality, and property sectors. Create meaningful connections and visibility to grow. Haynes Marcoms cuts through the noise to resonate with target buyers, decision makers, and influencers. From contextualizing your mission to positioning your value proposition, Haynes Marcoms helps you address the issues that matter. Marketing, PR, and social. Build profile, gain momentum, shape strategy with Haynes Marcoms. Travel Market Life. Hi, David. Thanks ever so much for joining us today. Um, so uh, when it comes to hotel marketing and direct bookings, uh, what are the changes uh, that you've been seeing over the last few years and, and their approach particularly to the direct bookings? Hi, Ryan. Well, it's a big question, but a good one. I feel like COVID's been a time for reflection for everyone, right? We all got thrown into some crazy zone for a while. Um, but for hospitality, it allowed them to take a step back and reevaluate the relationships that they had, their strategies, and especially things like their uh, distribution parts. So third-party relationships, some weren't treated the nicest way. And genuinely, hotels took that time and put strategies in place and priority on things like generating their own direct booking percentage. So previously we'd noticed with hotels that obviously this has been something for a while, right? It's not a secret that many wanted to, and they've made the right noises about doing, but actually there was a disconnect between actually the desire to do it or this internal rhetoric that they had and actually the strategies being linked together with people like the revenue managers who would carry the, the sort of key to being able to do that properly and this being flowing through the whole business. So profitability became more of a focus and looking at these channels as a cost per acquisition rather than just like what is our occupancy rate, these kind of conversations would start to, to become even more important, especially when you know, you've been damaged quite seriously and in a time like... Uh, like COVID. So I feel now that hotels understand and actually believe that it is possible to grow their direct bookings and many have achieved that goal and seen the real numbers. So that is a great start. And then I think also that attitudes changed and that's encouraged the hotels that have tried it and more hotels to actually do so. And what that also means is that they've taken action to, to do things like that. 
it has been fascinating to see how that dynamic has shifted over the last few years because there was an over-reliance on OTAs and, you know, third-party resellers uh, and TMCs to, to bring in the accounts. But suddenly with that huge shift in a way that people were purchasing, buying, traveling, um, the, 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 the growth of that leisure sector, particularly overnight, dominating all bookings and, and business really pulling back, mm-hmm. um, there has been that rethink. And as you say, uh, you know, a lot of our conversations across Travel Market Live, Hotelier's Voice, and the other episodes that we've been doing here, there's been more talk about that important role of the revenue manager and the, the commercial director within the hotel and how they're overseeing the, the different departments of, of revenue, sales and marketing. Um, so as part of uh, those attitudes shifting that you've particularly seen with your customers, how are you seeing that being fulfilled today? Yeah, so I guess this is the thing, isn't it? It's it, Let's not beat around the bush it was easier right it's easier to say okay well you you guys sell it you know these big um, machines that have got this marketing capability but i think a lot of hotels realize that they do need to develop some of their own especially in need periods and then they can bolt that on top of what they're already doing in that distribution um channel but it's caused a lot of hotels or definitely people that we work with to um to to look at what they're offering because it was very easy to just put best rates direct on a website um or you know best rates deal or book direct here and leave it at that but actually we need a better proposition than just rate parity so a lot of hotels now being bold about it the guest needs to look at the site and it'd be a no-brainer that this is where i book for this hotel or this accommodation because generally it's going to be more difficult for them to book on the site the, you've got to remember that the user's literally probably got those two tabs open, a booking.com, a hotels, a Expedia, and then your website, which they verify for a bit more richer information. So to actually flip the tab and have their details filled in, have a nice mobile checkout and do that within a few seconds is a lot more rosy for them than actually going through and filling out and having the trust in maybe a third-party booking engine that logs into a different screen. So we need to give them a great incentive to jump through a hoop to actually book on your website. So um, hotels have rethought what that is and made that package a lot more, um, a lot greater for the for the user to actually make that decision to, to book there. And it's very easy to lose 20%, 15% commission just by not doing that. So. They've, they've actually seen that working really well for them. And I guess in light of that, with the confidence and with the thought about that package and with that, um, it's not just rates, but it could be extra thing that they've bolted on. They've also started to invest in uh, the conversion of their website to so making sure that it's right and re-looking really at how a consumer sees their website. And then getting more confidence to drive funds with paid uh, search, uh, meta, like hotel ads those kind of things and even trialing some social ads to very targeted markets so once they've got the actual source right their website right their proposition right actually driving traffic to that and then looking at the cost for acquisition of those channels and saying actually they're cheaper than these third parties why don't we sell it like this they're starting to see that all come around and get those tangible results therefore that focus shifted a lot heavier onto those bookings and actually getting those customers direct and then, of course, the lifetime value of that customer and loyalty improves. So it's been great to see that and work on that. That's one positive from COVID that we've had. 
I was going to say, what a relief. Finally, there's budget to put into advertising. Um, and we Obviously, we've been screaming from the rooftops for years uh, that it's not organic anymore, that you really have to start driving and pushing people through the funnel, that it's not enough just to have a website, uh, but a website that actually works for your customers. And you know, I guess that must be really interesting for you as, as an agency, uh, because that must have really influenced the role that you are playing today uh, how have you seen um sort of your relationship with your customers change and the types of things that you're working on with them and and, and how that's adapted your services over the last few years so personally i feel like i'm having to offer a lot more advice and suggestions on a much broader spectrum so we're not just the digital guys or the website guys it's some you know, it's things like PMS systems, APIs, and different uh, methods, and even the marketing mix that goes outside maybe our typical remit and how we, you know, publish that or even printed materials or how the hotel might signpost certain things. Um, I guess the other thing is I feel that we're less having to back up why you should digital market and be easily invest in these kind of areas or websites but still be super sensitive to, we understand that hotels are coming from a difficult place. So being able to maybe do smaller experiments and verify that these things do work. And once we've got the confidence, then it's easier to grow. So we're not, you know, going plowing ahead and saying, oh, well, spend this, spend that. We're actually trying to, to work with hotels on that and try and give them the confidence. But the, the great thing is we generally see that very quickly, the results. So that means that we're able to, to experiment, change and evolve. And I think hotels are are a little bit more keen to, to trial these things. And, and as long as they can set those KPIs and understand what those are, then they're, they're able to do it. Let's look at some of the key aspects that hotels should be thinking about for their website and particularly uh, the guest journey. So I have to hold myself back from getting too excited about these things because <laughs> I do genuinely love um, working with hotels and I've got a passion for seeing the differences and changes that we can make. But one of them that often gets overlooked, which... Is, is a key area that I try and distill into the team, but also into um, a lot of the clients we work with, is that indifference is a, is a big enemy to many hotels. And what do I mean by difference? So not being unique, not getting your personality or your USPs across. And as you probably know from looking at sites yourself, that a lot of hotel websites become um, very much the same thing. A nice, big, huge image or video of... Um, it may be a drone shot or a beautiful picture of the outside, highly produced, maybe a bit of writing on a booking mask, book now in the top right and a, a navigation. And then, you know, from there, very similar layouts. And there might be some best practice elements. Yes, they've got the, the booking mask on there. They have this beautiful image. They have great pictures and photography. They're all great things. And we would recommend that. Of course we would. But when you've got, 40 tabs open and you're looking at locations, you're looking at flights, you're looking at restaurants, you're looking at five, six hotels that are all looking very similar and all got these beautiful big banners and they, they soon all blend into one. And as users, we have quite a little patience and we, we need things to stand out. So we try and help a lot of hotels we work with. And I'd recommend that many hotels think about how their websites stand out compared to others. What are they selling? Are they able to distill that information very quickly down into saying, I will choose this website, this hotel or this location or this um, accommodation over the other one, because I can see clearly it's near the place I want to go. It's obviously in the right price, but it offers this, this, and this. So getting that across 
in a succinct way and having the difference and maybe the personality and the language of the design that's used rather than it just being a photo and a nice font is a great way uh, to actually um, improve the website of the hotel and not just to rush through those things and really think about how we translate personality. Second, it is more techy. Um, so mobile experience and payments. And the reason why I put that one in is because, well, I think I don't need to say this really. We're all on our phones pretty much all of the time, but the people are finding, if not researching first on uh, mobile devices, whether it be phones, iPads, maybe tablets, but also, you know, generally it's the first place that it's found. Uh, but even more so now with the generation, people are still making the, the transactions on it. They're spending more time researching on these devices. So um, I find it frustrating that a lot of the big booking engine companies and, yeah, they've got the resources to do it, but I don't know why they haven't yet in some cases. is things like Apple Pay integration, Google Pay, making mobile checkouts really quick and succinct. Really, really see if you can get um, a booking flow, which is designed for mobile it's not just a squeeze down version of a, a desktop site but also that filling out of the form do it yourself please take take your website and see how frustrating it is to to actually do that i mean i've seen some where you you're literally scrolling for 15 screens just to choose room types and rate types and it's very frustrating for the user let alone someone like yourself who's willing to look at your site so if we think about it how are people using their phones how are people digesting that content these days it's not the same. It's TikTok, video, flick, Instagram, flick, flick, reels, visual. So are we again falling into that trap of that desktop being squished down into a mobile? Or are we thinking of maybe different ways of interacting using the swipe? We, I mean, we've even done sites that use the gyroscope from the the mobile to make things move in the background on navigations and add little effects in there. So you can actually use a lot of the mobile things like the location and little interface elements that you just can't use on desktop and actually make it even better on mobile devices. So do that as well. And don't forget the things like loading quickly and optimizing the UX, the UX of, of the site so that people on mobiles can understand naturally what they'll click and where they'll click. You you mentioned the booking engine um, in particular. Uh, has it only got any recommendations or advice in around the booking engine? Because as you say, that's one thing that's really going to sort of underpin everything related to the design. We do get asked that a lot. Um, I think naturally because we do a lot on the website and then generally there's a handover. Um, there's, there's not many booking engines that allow you to embed them into the page, which is again, frustrating for a lot of hotels because they do all the hard work. They spend their money on developing a lovely site and they've got the marketing there. They're pointing people and as soon as they click book or they fill in their dates in and out, they go to a third party URL, which maybe looks a bit less trustworthy and it's very clunky. And it's, you know, you, you get that adage, you've got one job, which is what the, a lot of booking engine companies do have, but they don't seem to be able to, get that secret of maybe making this check out as simple as it could be. So we do get asked that. I guess my response really in that that case is it's not very easy to say one booking engine for everyone. And that's that's probably the, the, the answer to that question in reverse, because if you've got a very simple accommodation format where it's a room and maybe a couple of extras, there might be a booking engine that's a lot more slick for that. If you've got more of a... Um, I guess a detailed checkout process where maybe you're, you're even selling things like spa or um, other 
elements that make it a bit more difficult or a lot of room type or rate types, there might be one booking engine that is a lot more um, tailored to that kind of approach. So I would say rather than jump into bed with, I guess, just one of the classic ones because it's safe, um, I would say look at look the market for a few because there are some really nice open API ones that allow you to even add your own stuff in. And there are a lot of new PMS systems. I'm thinking for like of Muse, Appaleo, Stay in Touch, these kind of guys that um, have booking engines that plug into those as well that work with their APIs and go directly into the PMSs. So there's multiple, multiple um I guess things to consider within the answer to that question. Uh, now, the last two items, uh, I believe one of them is around uh, this big thing called artificial intelligence. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I would add dynamic content in, within that AI sphere. And whether we like it or not, and whether we're scared of it or not, whether we're embracing it or whether we're just typing silly things into chat GBT for it to do or uh, create silly images, it's going to be around, isn't it? It's going to be around in some form. and why not utilize some of the, the features in the website? So even if we don't want to, people will be expecting it. Users will be expecting um, the content that they see to be a lot more relevant to them or adapt to them. So um, let me give you an example. Let's say you wanted to see a rate on a website for the 8th to the 11th of October. So you do that, you visit a website, you look at the 8th elements of October, you look through the website, you look at the room types, you, you explore a little bit. And now I'd love it, absolutely love it, if, if it was the case that most people were, they just visited the website once and they went and booked that website and checked out and our conversion rates would be through the roof and we'd have very happy clients as well, I'm sure. But that's not the case because people like to explore, they like to look at options, they may be looking at, even multiple areas to look at. And then they suddenly decide, yes, I did want to stay in that city and that hotel was good. So I'll go back to the site. So we're back on the website. Now what happens? How is the user treated? Well, like they've never been to that site before. So they have to, what was the rate again? 8th of October. Or oh, which room was it? I, I, yeah, we're, we're creating friction, right? We're making them work again. Whereas we can use that information without um, the use of cookies, we have like um, a technology that handholds from the browser into the, the two browsers and we don't store that data anywhere, but we can use that information. It's like you get suggestions on, on passwords and stuff through your browser. So what if we were to go back to the website and it would be pre-filled with those dates that I'd selected before? Great, I can change them if I wanted to, but if I just want to go back and check the, the dates and the rates again, I can do that. Thank you. And um, your final um, recommendation and aspect in related to the guest journey is a genuine best direct offer now we see plastered on every single website pretty much now for hotels best rates direct or you know best rates by the booking button and i don't think it's good enough seriously i don't think it's good enough just to say you've got the 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 parity with another site that's a lot easier to book on that Actually, the other site is telling them that they've got better rates because they've got cross-outs and those many people are looking at it or you're, you, you've hit a certain level in that site so you get a discount, which isn't, isn't cheaper than your site if you're doing parity right. So we've got to remember everyone loves a deal. Whoever you are, you love a deal. It doesn't have to just be cheaper, but to make people elect to go through your site and, uh, like I said before, jump through hoops and not go through a site where all of the details are pre-filled, we need to make that something that will drive them and give it that character dangle. So add 
genuine benefits. So exclusivity is a great one that's not just rates. So signpost that properly. Yeah, exclusive access to a lounge one of our clients gives a free cocktail and entrance, a discount voucher on F&B. You're doing two things there. You're giving... You're driving people to your bar and restaurant when they might not have gone, um, giving them all these kind of things. Or um, one great one that one of our clients does is a free upgrade in a room if available. You'll be prioritized for an upgrade. So you're not guaranteeing it, but you're saying because you're booking with us direct, we'd like to reward you as being one of the people that have that priority access. David, thank you ever so much for your insights there. Uh, real pleasure to actually chat to you today and go through that in more detail. Um, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Wonderful. Thank you. So that was David Ohanyanian, uh, the founder of Up Hotel Agency, as part of our mini series on hotel marketing and how you can optimize direct bookings. You can check out more of our episodes on travelmarket.life or through any of our podcast channels, including Spotify, Deezer, Apple, or Google Podcasts. Ciao for now. For more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcoms digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.